You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host Neil Pickup, and it is on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to World Arm Wrestling League this week. Neil Pickup here with you in the seat, and we are at a milestone, show number 10. And tonight's show is about one man in one match, but it's a very big man in a very big match. Monster Michael Todd is the reigning super heavyweight WAL champion of the world. One of the most driven athletes in the sport today, Michael has held most major accolades that the sport of arm wrestling has to offer. He's been the champion of almost every major promotion currently active. And right now, the World Arm Wrestling League is Michael's home, and he is proud to be the super heavyweight hammer holder. Now only a few days away from defending that title against one of the most dangerous arm wrestlers on the planet. Dave Easy Money Chafee. Tonight, we get an opportunity to catch up with Michael and speak to the champion at length about his thoughts and feelings ahead of what he sees as the most important arm wrestling match of his illustrious career and a match that he feels will legitimise his position as one of the very best super heavyweight arm wrestlers of all time. Make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen. In Michael Todd's eyes, the match that he is about to go into is about everything that has been, everything that is now, and everything that will be relating to his arm wrestling career. With most arm wrestling experts around the world in agreement on the fact that Dave Chafee is without question one of the very best elite super heavyweights on the planet, Michael Todd wants to make a statement in Richmond, Virginia, and in doing so, simultaneously cement his position as the most consistently successful super heavyweight in the history of the World Arm Wrestling League. The monster is nevertheless very aware that the other man who could make that claim, should he be victorious in Virginia, is Dave Chafee, a man who himself has twice held the WEL Super Heavyweight Hammer aloft and who'd love nothing more than to do so again. But with high aspirations come high stakes. And with the monster being as passionate and emotionally charged as I know he is, I really expect today's interview to be one that nobody wants to miss. Buckle up for an exciting 30 minutes, ladies and gents. There's a monster in the house. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined on the show now by the WAL heavyweight champion of the world, Monster Michael Todd. Mike, welcome to the show, dude. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Now then, I'm going to go out on a limb here, mate, and say that I believe that I am the most experienced person currently breathing on planet Earth. 
in terms of having interviewed Michael Todd prior to big matches. And in my experience, you are unfailingly a complete nutcase at this stage. We're about a week out. Where's your mental headset at? Absolute nutcase. <laughs> I'd be disappointed yeah, so, if you went uh, that way, mate. It would have let me down. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, last week, last Friday, was the fin- the end of my heavy training. Okay. Um, I normally go all the way up to the week before of heavy lifts, mm-hmm. uh, heavy circuits, but I was already 20 pounds stronger last week on all my circuits than I have ever been leading up to a match. And I thought, if I'm already stronger than I've ever been, why risk injury next week? Let's go back yeah. to my maintenance week, my, my off-season workouts to just get some blood flow in and, mm-hmm. and do the work and then take a week off. So, yeah, so that went great last week. Super strong. Very happy with all my, all my workouts, all my circuits. And, uh, you know, now just going out there, putting in some, putting in some work, just feeling good. And, you know, nine days out, just want to, just want to get that third hammer, you know? Well, I think it makes a lot of sense for you to, to back off the heavy stuff, because let's be honest, you've had a history of going really heavy right before major matches and ripping things off and breaking stuff. So um, it's nice to be going into this thing where you've got um, some kind of fitness around you. Now let's focus on where you're at weight wise. You said, obviously, you're lifting heavier in terms of your usual familiar circuits than you've ever been going into this kind of match. Is that helping you? you, you joking aside, is that helping your mental uh, perspective? Because you're the guy that has a physical side and then you've got this mental side. And I always think that the mental side with you is actually probably more pivotal than the than the physical. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I weighed in at 260 this morning. That was uh, my stripped morning weight, 260. Abs, you know, no abs. I, I, Oh yeah, abs, ab veins, uh, just go. real hairy. The, the the wife likes me hairy, so I, I look like a uh, a ripped up um, Sasquatch. Yeah, but she yeah, did. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I feel good. Um, Two sixty, and I went back and watched my shoulder workout leading up to push guard because uh, mm-hmm. my buddy who, who was here for my shoulder workout Friday, he's like, dude, I went back and watched your shoulder workout from seventeen, and you just did a heavier one this last week than you did then. Yeah. And you were about to die in that work, and you handled this one pretty well. Yeah. So I didn't remember how bad it was. I went back and watched it probably two hours ago. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I was near death in that damn video. And I went and looked at the weights that were on the bars and stuff, and they were lighter than the weights I just did last Friday. Yeah. And I'm 55 pounds lighter. So that's that's a good thing. Now, um, knowing you like I do, I know that you, this is the last day at 45 for the Monster. You're 46 tomorrow, mate, as we sit here doing this interview. And, um I think there's always been within combat sports this belief that the heavyweight division matures later. In other words, you can carry your strength later into your career. It sounds like that's definitely evident with yourself. Yeah, I mean, turn 46 tomorrow, so uh, going to take tomorrow off. Um, I mean, I will get a, a workout in early, and then the rest of the day is just going to be relaxing, spending time with Rebecca. But I would say that's the case. You know, with, with arm wrestling, you can mature in your strength later. Uh, I've had a lot of injuries in my career, so I feel like that may have inhibited some of my potential. But I think mine just comes from, you know, I work hard. I refuse to get outworked. I'm not going to get out arm wrestled again. I I made that statement the other day. I will not get out arm wrestled again. I may get outpowered, meaning someone can finish me relatively quickly on the start. But if the match stops, I'm not going to lose again. Well, let's just let's get down to brass tacks here, mate. I mean, <clears throat> no mystery there. You know who you're facing. 
this is not your first rodeo with uh, Dave. Um, Dave Chafee is arguably uh, top three heavyweight in the world right now in terms of raw top-end strength. But you seem to have had, without cursing you, you seem to have had his poison in the past. You guys have met before, and whilst you've lost the odd pin, you've never lost a Dave in a tournament or in a supermatch environment over multiple rounds. So I think in this case, there's probably quite a bit of money coming in on the back of you. I think I think particularly on recent form, styles make matches, and I think a lot of people believe that you may have the key to unlock Dave's power. I mean, Dave has had failings in the past with his uh, endurance. Your style definitely calls upon any arm wrestler to use that endurance. I mean, we've seen the evidence of that with guys who are real stayers, guys like Jerry, um, where you pulled three people actually died of old age during the course of that match. We've seen it in the past when you pulled Yoshinobu Kanai in a super match, and that lasted a couple, maybe three, four days. And very recently, you outlasted Devon Larratt to take the hammer. So you've got to be thinking that at any point, if this thing stops, whether that be round one, round two, round three, it is done. How does it make you feel when you see people that are going online and, and suggesting that that's not the case and that Dave can come back and beat you regardless of whether you've won the first, second match? Does that mess with your mind? Or you, do, does that give you motivation to prove people wrong? Absolutely not. Um, obviously, I feel if the match stops, I'm going to win, and I'll win every match after that. But I would be naive to think that I'm facing the same Dave that I faced in the past. Mm-hmm. He's had a lot of time to prep for this match. You know, He's had a lot of time to watch footage of me and – and, and review my losses and see if there's a way that he can find a path to victory against me. Yeah. So yeah, stopping the match is, is key for me, but maybe he has an answer, you know, once a match stops to climb or to transition or whatever. Yeah. I'm not concerned about what he does after the match stops. I'm concerned about stopping the match, you know, sure. maybe he's came up with a plan to attack me differently to where he finishes it quickly. You know, but it would be, I'd be remiss, obviously, to think that, you know, I'm facing the same guy I faced in the past. Um, do I think I potentially could be in his head because of those past matches? Maybe. But where I think the biggest, the biggest effect that I'm going to have is when the match does stop, you see a completely different version of me. I mean, that's when the monster takes over. When I stop the match and I believe I deserve to be on the table and I'm in the match, my confidence goes through the roof. And I look across at my opponent and I see theirs just starting to sink because they know they're in a war and no one will outlast me. Are you going to have the same opportunity to rev up in that respect, to sort of unleash all that inner strength, all that confidence when you're pulling a guy that, I think it's fair to say, there isn't a bad bone in Dave Chafee's body. I mean, despite all his top-end strength, despite his extraordinary abilities at the table, he is such a humble, lovely guy. I mean, he's like a human giant biscuit. He's just a lovely person. Now, in the past, I think it's fair to say that you've probably looked at your best, or I don't want to word this wrongly, but that you're more able to unleash on people and to really rev up when there's that element of um, either annoyance, disrespect. You know, we saw that with Devin. You were 
absolutely hungry, aggressively hungry one hour before the start. With Dave, you guys like swap training tips. You're on the phone regularly, I know. It's going to be a bit more difficult to prep for that. Yeah, I mean, we're at, we talked the other day. We may even stay at the same hotel. You know, I was like, hey, you got your reservations yet? No, not yet. Well, let me know where you're staying. So, I mean, we just back and forth. So, yeah, that's Dave and I off the table. And there's but will that put you in there relaxed? Are you going to go into this match a little bit like um, sort of, you know, we're going for a windy walk? Or are you going to be revved up before this thing? I will not do anything that will come across as disrespectful to Dave leading mm. up to the match uh, just because I have that much respect for him. But at the end of the day, Dave is trying to take what's mine. Yeah. And I'm not ready to let go. So I'm going to do whatever I have to do to be fired up before the match, during the match, and then uh, show respect afterwards, you know. But I'm coming in this thing, make no mistake, to get that third hammer. So this is really about that validation. I mean, we know probably nobody sought val- validity legitimizing yourself more than you have, mate. You've always been that guy who's knocked on the door. You've had remarkably impressive results. Um, interspersed with a few shock losses and losses that people didn't expect you to take. You are on an emotional roller coaster and your career has been that roller coaster. But are you still finding that you've got that same hunger when you're the champion? You're going in there with the hammers. Uh, do you see yourself as going in as champion, or do you see this as, you know, it's it's almost vacant in some respects? I am 100% the champ. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's that's just the fact. Ever since I came over to this league, I won the title, and I've held the title, and I'm yep. not ready to let go. Um, as far as the hunger and the passion and everything else that's coming into this match, nothing else matters except winning that third hammer. No one has ever done it right-handed. There have been three guys to ever lift up the open weight right-handed hammer. Yeah. Dave did it in 14, 15. Travis did it in 16. I've done it in 17, 18. Mm-hmm. I do it. If I win, I'm the, I'm the first guy in history to get three. If Dave wins, he's the first guy in history to get three. Um, I will go down as the winningest open weight right-handed champion in WL history. Yeah. So that is your... That's the hunger right now. That's what's giving you the fuel, is it? That's what you're using to go into this thing. It's about the three hammers. Absolutely. It's abs- I mean, it, 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 will, it will solidify me as the greatest right-handed open weight puller in WAL history, regardless of what any of these internet trolls say. I know when I win this match, that's the only thing that matters this season. Yeah. I don't even give a shit about the rest of the season. I genuinely don't. Mm-hmm. If I win this hammer, I'm the three-time champ. If I don't, Ooh, that's going to be a bad day. <laughs> but let's be honest, mate. That's got to... I mean, if we pan this thing out further, that's got to, obviously, just by dint of you having beaten Dave in this, if you are to beat Dave in this, that would surely help solidify and, and validate everything anyway. Because if we look at the wider heavyweight picture right now, you've got Dennis, who's having health issues. So really, it's fair to say, off the, off the, out of the picture right now. Currently, he's out of the picture, but I wish him success and hope he comes back even stronger. I do, too. And I know that everybody else does around the world. But right now, you'd have to count him outside of uh, anybody who's making him as a top of a, an, an overall rankings list. He's doing so in, unjustifiably, in my opinion. That's the point I'm really making. You've got Laban. You've got Vitali. Um, you've got Dave, who I think is still very much in... Uh, that conversation 
you're the guy that always seems to drop just outside it. You know, you'll be there at four, you'll be there at five. Surely, if you win this match, you'd have to say you've got an extremely strong case for being right there at certainly top three, wouldn't you? Absolutely. I mean, it's me or Dave who -hmm. can go out and become overall number one, in my opinion. Uh, Obviously, Devin always has a chance, right, because he's so versatile. I think he lacks power currently to be in that conversation with. And what are you what are you basing that on, mate? Is that is that based on that situation that we saw left-handed against Dennis? Because I I don't, I do I don't get, get that any credit. I don't get that okay. any credit. It's a left-handed match. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's left- That's how I so see many that. people think, oh, look what it ha- dude, that was left-handed. You don't pull Dennis left-handed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Devin's yeah. left is good exactly. at 225. Yeah. Devin's left is not world-class in the supers. Correct. My opinion. You know, so Devin's right is world-class. Yeah. So, but I believe legitimately the two guys who have a chance at becoming the overall number one world are Mir Dave. Mm-hmm. And this match in 10 days basically just decides which one of us gets that shot. You know, that's what it comes down to me. Um, there are two motivating factors that I have left in my career. Becoming the winningest WL right-handed open weight puller and becoming the overall number one in the world. Mm-hmm. That's, those are the two things. I've got two more that I'm going to throw right into that mix straight away, and I want to know what you think about that and, and why. Firstly, Devin Larratt, ever-present risk, rubber match. He beat you, you beat him back. Legitimizing it would be to beat, he beat him me. For a he beat me time. seven and a half years ago. That yep. shit's irrelevant as fuck. Mm-hmm. Well, we've had this conversation before where you say six months is irrelevant. Absolutely. So when you're talking about me being the champ, you know, I beat Devin nine months ago. Yep. What have I done lately? You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. know, that's the thing. All our conversations about I should be in Devin's head, I mean, Dave's head, I, I beat him every time we've ever pulled. I've won every competition we've ever competed mm-hmm. at. Yes, two years ago, six years ago, does not matter. It, it doesn't. It's, I mean, it truly is irrelevant. Yep. The only thing that I have an advantage over Dave is if I stop the match, if and when I stop the match, he will be in the same place he's always been, and that's my advantage. Yeah, and that's when people's head starts to be messed with. Yeah, 100%. If early in that match, you know, he gets hung you, up. Yeah, if you've ever you've never been in that spot, you don't know what it's like. No. But when you're there and you're so close to victory, and you think if I just go a little bit harder, if I just push a little bit harder, and all you're doing is falling into the trap. Guys, we're gonna take a really quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more from Monster Mike in just a few. guys welcome back to the show let's get right back to it with the monster michael todd one of the the criticisms that's been levied at dave is it's almost like you know if you got a dragster you can't make it go around corners it's a dragster now with dave he is that archetypal top end strength arm wrestler he's richard lucas he's that he's that guy in order to sort of um, get around you, he would really need to adjust his technique pretty significantly. And I'm wondering whether by doing that, he would therefore lose some of the uh, some of the strength that he has. Because many people that have faced Dave Chafee, the likes of John, and, and many more that I've spoken to have said, you know, the weirdest thing about Dave is he doesn't arm wrestle right. He doesn't arm wrestle in the same position. He comes from a really weird, unusual angle. And 
that's why, or one of the reasons why he's so awkward, because he's got so much red line power applied in such an unusual position. Is that something you concur with, really, or you've has your style taken away that a little bit? Have you not felt that weird angle from him? I've definitely felt it, um, and he is definitely one of the most powerful guys who who steps up to the table. I just, you know, I can't. The thing is. He could make adjustments, and it, it's 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 makes sense to think that he will, right? Mm-hmm. We've both known about this match for four months. Yeah, you have. Yeah. I mean, they just didn't announce it till last month, but we've mm-hmm. known about it for four months. So obviously, he's preparing just like I'm preparing. We haven't seen Dave since November of last year. Mm-hmm. Haven't really seen me compete with any significance, right? I mean, just some small little tournaments. Yep. So we don't know. Yes, I'm putting all my training videos out there. I'm putting my blog out there. I'm showing everything that I'm doing. And we're not hearing shit from what Dave's doing. So for all I know, Dave may be the strongest man on the planet. And I don't even stand a chance. Yeah, they but, say it's the quiet ones you've got to watch. And he hasn't said a goddamn thing for four months. Yeah, but for me, it's, it's I can't be concerned with what Dave's going to do. The only thing I have control of is how hard I've trained, the work that I put in. And if I get on the table and I can execute, if I, the thing is, if if he's just stronger than me and I can't stop the match, I can't even be mad because this is the best version of me that will ever show up. Mm-hmm. So if he beats me, all the respect and praise to him for being a bad, bad dude. But he will have to beat the very best version of me to take home that hammer. Yeah. I'm not letting you run away from my earlier question, mate. Well, you've got to think so. Let's just positive, optimistic head on from your perspective. You managed to beat Dave Chafee. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can't, I'm amazed if you can sit there and tell me that you would not be interested or concerned about whipping Devon one more time to say, yeah, if you did walk away at any point, I, I did you two. You, you got me one. The other guy is Jerry. Jerry last outing against yourself, however irrelevant or relevant you want to feel that. He got the win. And I know you feel you can beat Jerry. So I those two have, without a would doubt, be... no question in my mind that I can be victorious over Jerry yeah. in any encounter. Last year, just had unforeseen circumstances that uh, prevented me to win. But yeah, so a lot of people think those matches are important. Do you? Not really. Okay. You know, because the two things that matter is winning my third WAL hammer and becoming overall number in the world. Now, if one of those guys goes over and beat whoever the number one guy in the world is, then I will fly to their house and arm wrestle. <laughs> I know everybody would prefer to see you do it for real. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? I mean, that's, those are the things that matter. I've been doing this for 29 years. Yep. I've won everything you can win with the exception of a WAF, which is at the time used to be important to me. It's not as significant anymore because mm-hmm. I've beaten everybody who has won WAF. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, I've been the champion of every major league at one time or another. Yeah. I've actually held them all at once, except for the WAL. I had, was the reigning champ of every league for a little while, which was awesome. Um, dude, unless, I don't know. Uh, do, you feel like, things are, do you feel like you're, I mean, a lot of the things you're saying sounds like you're almost uh, looking for a wrap-up at some point. You look, you're thinking to yourself, well, where's my motivation coming from? Is that is there anything, any truth in that? Is that how you feel? Do you feel like you'd like to go out in glory try and get to that number one spot and then go bang, drop the mic and out you go. Where were you at? That would be awesome, but I doubt that's in me. I've never quit anything in my life. You know what I'm saying? Michael Todd. So I I don't know how to 
quit. I, I figure I'd die at the arm wrestling table. You know what I'm saying? You know, I just don't know. I don't know how to stop doing something that I've done the majority of my life. Mm-hmm. But currently right now, matches that other people think have significance to me don't really have significance to me. You know, so that's that's where I stand. Um, I pray and I've done everything that I possibly can yeah. that I beat Dave in 10 days, nine days. How many days is it? Nine days. Mm-hmm. I pray that I beat him in nine days. And if so I'm what, successful, then I have another match four weeks later. Let me, Hopefully let me I win that. Sort of and focus then nine on weeks that. later, I win, I win the third season. You know, I just, I've got to beat Dave. I mean, I just, so I can't emphasize how important this match is. Yeah, you're me. not, what you're getting at is I you're mean, not looking past this thing. No, this, this match has huge significance to me. Mm-hmm. If I win, it's, it's great. It's awesome. I've accomplished what I wanted to. If I lose, I don't know how I can be any stronger. You know, if I come in as the strongest I've ever been and it's not enough to win, I don't know where that leads me. You know, I don't know where that leads me. Do it. How do you chase the overall number in the world when you don't beat the guy that may not be overall number in the world? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this is, this, this has a huge, this is, this has been a huge part of my life, this preparation. Yep. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. I've treated myself like an athlete. I went old school on this shit. You know, I, I've I've just done everything: sleep, eat, supplementation, train. I mean, everything, mm-hmm. everything that I physical therapy for the last three months, twice a week, to make sure that I'm healthy. You know, we're never coming in 100 percent healthy, but I've done everything in my power to be the best version of me possible. Have you changed anything, Mike? I mean, if we look at someone like Devon, for example, they're very experimental in terms of the manner in which they train and prep for matches. You're the guy that's had this routine almost like um laboratory control you tend to have measuring sticks and you will grade yourself against those measuring sticks is that is that pretty much consistent with what you've done have you done anything different in terms of the split between time at the table i know you can't emulate guys like dave guys like yourself but have you upped that a little bit downed a little bit more time in the gym where's that split being or is there something you've done differently here the one thing that's been different this this pre-match approach is I've had a workout partner, mm-hmm. at least one workout a week, sometimes two. I haven't had a workout partner in a decade. Yeah, I haven't had someone out there chasing me and pushing me, you know, who's chomping at my heels every step, every every rep, who's right there with me. I've been fortunate enough to find a very hungry 28-year-old, 400-pound guy who is built for this sport did you just He's, say 400 pound yeah where'd you find him the cake shop <laughs> well he looks like a gorilla um a so he's 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 i mean he's not quite as fit as like 11 but a very very large man right um mm-hmm. i mean he had a 500 pound bench yesterday for the first time ever um extremely i mean the thing is he's young enough and naive enough just to do what i tell him wow you know i finished a set i'm like it's your set, go. And four months ago, he couldn't do the workouts that I was doing with my off-season weight. Mm-hmm. And now he's completing pretty much every workout that I do with the same weight that I'm doing. And it's the strongest I've ever been in my life. Wow. But the guy's right there completing every set, you know, completing every rep. What's this so guy's name, Mike? Corey West. Corey West. Mm. Yeah, he uh, he's two and a half years in the sport. Um, has Has made huge, huge gains in the last several months. But he's committed, you know. He loves it. Uh, 
he's been as heavy as 505 pounds. He's been as light as 270 pounds. Mm-hmm. He walks right now right at 400. I mean, he jumped on the pull-ups the other day and did three or four pull-ups at 400 pounds, which is pretty impressive. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it not leaven at, you know, it's not leaven at 365 or 40 pounds doing 13, but um, he's just a massive human being, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it has helped having him. So I haven't changed anything because what I've been doing is working, you know? What I've been doing is working. What I did change was I treated myself like an athlete. I quit putting shit food in my body. I started putting the right food in my body, making sure that my macros added up every day. Mm-hmm. You know, just what I used to do, what I was known for. Because I'm not a guy who's genetically gifted to be great at arm wrestling. I'm a guy who outworks everyone else. So when you come into this match with Dave and you, and you start to uh, look at how you – believe the match will go do you visualize this thing mike do you think to yourself okay this is are you do you go in there with a very very set game plan because i know you're very regimented in your approach to this or are you looking to literally feel your way through and the reason i ask that question just for the people that are listening in is i remember uh, and it sticks in my mind we've had a number of things like this but i remember a conversation with you prior to the match with devon larratt and you explained to me exactly how that match was going to go. You said, in round one, this is what I do, and this is what happens. Round two, this is what's happening, because we're in this situation. In round three, he'll be thinking, and I'll react like this, and this is what I'll... And it pretty much played out, and that was extremely impressive. And a lot of people won't be aware that you were thinking through the disparate elements of that match in that way. Who the hell does that? But you did it. It worked, and it was super impressive. Are you thinking the same thing with Chafee? Are you sort of thinking, this is what I'm going to do, and this is what's going to happen? Where are you at with that? The thing about Dave is it's, it's an unknown as to has he changed or is he going to be the same guy he's always been. Mm-hmm. Just try to do the same thing stronger, right? So I can't give a an opinion of how I think the match is going to go. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't because, you know, there's an unknown factor. You know, he's had so much time to prep and he possesses so much power. Yeah. If he had the right technique and he had the power, I mean, there's a chance he would be able. And, and the thing is, I don't think the technique's going to be the factor. He's going to have to contain me and finish me quickly. If he does not do that, I will find a way to win, regardless of what I have to do. I mean, I just, what I see playing out um, is the very best version of me that's ever showed up to competition, ever shows up. Uh, I chit chat with Dave before the, you know, at at the meet and greet, at the weigh-ins, we kick it, we're having a great time. When they call my name to come out, they call him out first, they call me out. I get a glazed look in my eyes, and I wait for that first go. I pray the match stops, and then I find a way to win. Do you mentally have any kind of backup in that respect? Because I know we spoke about the mental side of things being extremely important for you do you find that you have sort of um contingency from a mental perspective so let's say for example dave ran through you in round one do you have sort of a mechanism to put the brakes on yourself and think okay calm down that was a misread i can change things up do you from a mental perspective rather than a physical i'm not talking about an arm wrestling angle i'm talking about something that would assist you do you discuss that with rebecca in terms of her being able to put the brakes on and get a hold of you mentally, if that was to take place? If that happens, mm-hmm. I will step off stage, shake it off, get back up there and try to stop him again. If he does it again, <laughs> I'll step off stage, shake it off, and be like, all right, 
I can't let that shit happen again. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing. I mean, I can't prepare for him being stronger than me. No. You know, I just, there's nothing I can do. All I can do is the factors that I can control is if the match stops, do everything I have and everything I can to make sure that I want it more than him, you know? And, and that's what it comes down to to me. And I've said it, just like I said with Devin last year, he was going to have to be a whole level stronger than me. Dave has to be in another level of strength. If the strength gap is not significant, I'm going to win. When you are in the quiet moment, Michael, when you're at home tonight, tomorrow, do you have a situation now in terms of your confidence which is comparable to where you were when you were getting ready to pull Devon Larratt? Would you say that you are, for you, for Michael Todd, would you say that you are in a good place in terms of your confidence right now? Or are you still anxious, more anxious than you had been with Devon? Where's that, where's that, uh, where's that at right now? I'm anxious. I'm nervous. Um, so, yeah, right now the confidence isn't great. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, yesterday morning, I was doing my cardio circuit, which is battle ropes, wrist rows, reverse wrist rows, forward wrist rows, and, mm-hmm. you know, just bounce around 30 minutes. I'm watching WAL 406. I have not had any significant confidence in this entire prep because I feel like his strength is an unknown factor, right? But something happened yesterday during cardio. Something hit, hit me. I came upstairs after cardio, told her back, I said, I've never felt more confident in my life. I just, something hit me yesterday during cardio. I don't necessarily feel the same way today, but yeah. yesterday I had a hype about me. I had a confidence about me. And I told her if I can bring that guy to 503, I win 3-0. If that guy shows up, the guy that, that felt it yesterday during his cardio circuit, that while I was slapping those ropes and I was doing those reverse wrist rolls and I was listening to them call my name and you commentate, um, there was just something that came over me that made me believe that everything I've done is enough and that nobody wants to win more than I hate losing. And so, yeah, just if I can bring that dude, that dude beats anybody in the world. Wow. You think he means it? Ladies and gentlemen, that was heavyweight champion of the world, Monster Michael Todd. What a match this promises to be. Easy money, Dave Chafee and Michael Todd for the WAL world title. Do not miss it. Richmond, Virginia, a stacked card. I want to say thank you very much to Michael Todd for coming on the show tonight. Great to have the champ in the house. Unfortunately, that's pretty much all we have time for this week. I hope to see you all same time next time on World Arm Wrestling League this week with myself, Neil Pickup. Keep it real, mother fluffers. See you soon. 
Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and wagering week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.